0: Drama City Productions presets. Access granted. Welcome, nerd. Episode 49. Movies, Horror, Comics, Wrestling. Load complete. Don't be afraid of me. Don't be afraid of me. Don't be afraid of me. Hey, that's Christian. Hey, this is David, And this is The Amazing Nerd Show. Christian, we got a little trailer that dropped this week. Just a little trailer. Yes. Not Avengers 4. No. No. But! But! (laughs) but We got the Captain Marvel second trailer. Yes. Right? Um, Thoughts, Christian? Visually, I think it's stunning. Um,
1: When we got to the line where she's like, I'm not going to fight your war, I'm going to finish it. I felt flat for me. Uh, personally, uh okay. I didn't like how it was delivered. Uh I and I hated the line in general. But I don't think that's indicative of the entire film whatsoever. I feel like I just because I haven't seen her in that character role yet.
0: Okay. That's interesting. So you just That's my that's my hot take. Thing. Okay. You just it, it just lacked passion, you want to say? I don't know, it just
1: it felt like I just walked into somewhere on the street and they were like, I'm not going to fight your war,
0: Christian. Your
1: <laughs> you delivery
0: might have actually been a little better there. Um, yeah, I could see that. It did feel a little flat. Um, it definitely didn't give you chills or anything like yeah. that. But I mean, it's kind of out of context too. So sure. it didn't bother me that much. But yeah, it did, does feel like a huge line, but the delivery is a little lackluster. So. Um, and I love her as an actress completely. I've seen her work like works throughout films. I think she does great. You know, with Captain Marvel as a character in the comic books, like she's fucking she's like this no nonsense, you know, take action kind mm-hmm. of character. And I don't know if we've seen that yet in any any of the trailers, but we're not seeing that much of her. In the trailers, you know, it's just kind of like different visuals and everything like that. There aren't many, like, you know, big, like, dialogue scenes yet. Um, You know, I I feel like even, especially, I mean, there was more so in this trailer. Like, that first trailer was hardly anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So, maybe that's to come still. I love the way it looks when the uh, mask
1: dissolves and the hair comes out. Oh, and she goes, like, full... Are you talking about when she goes, like, full binary? Like Yeah,
0: when she has the mohawk and everything, it looks great. And they end the trailer with that, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. That was the perfect note to end that trailer with. Um, I was happy that they also started with the
1: old lady immediately attacking. Because there's been... i I don't know how many podcasts (laughs) i've
0: listened to how many people i've heard just like so confused by that i was annoyed by the fact that they started that off because it felt like it was a direct reaction to the fact like people being so confused by you know her deck and the old lady on the Mm. train i was like really i mean you can't just let people just have it like it's come on people google you know (laughs) give me a fucking break all of a sudden the old ladies doing fucking kung fu on the train and shit like that it's like mm. I, we don't actually see her turn into a scroll. no um, but yeah yeah. I, I felt like oh come on you know you don't need to fucking you know force feed these people you know what the hell everything that's going on leave some shit up to the plot I, I
1: guess to the, the movie there were so many people that were just so like like what the fuck is going on why is she hitting an old lady see that makes me feel like she's just more of a badass like you know <laughs> I'm, I'm down. They for missed. A, they missed a chance there with um, Nick. people. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. They missed a chance there with Nick Fury petting the cat. That could, the cat should have been a fucking
0: scroll. Well, that cat's <laughs> not, that cat's an actual alien though. Oh, okay. So that that's going to pay off in the end. So in the comics, the cat's name is Chewy. Um, in this, the cat's name is Goose playing off the whole like Top Gun thing that mm. they got going on, I'm sure. There might be like a um, Top Gun clap scene. There
1: probably <laughs> is. I'm
0: guessing. Um there's definitely not a volleyball scene though. No. But uh they they are I I don't know why they renamed it. I don't know if it's just because of the Top Gun connection. Um because obviously it's Disney. They could totally use Chewy if they wanted to. Exactly. So but yeah, no. Um it's like an alien. It looks exactly like a cat, except it like lays eggs and then its mouth opens up to this giant fucking alien-like creature where it has like an actual like uh like sub-dimension or something like that living in its mouth and all these like tentacles come out it's pretty gnarly so um like she, i guess at first she didn't realize it but then like rocket was the one who like actually like identified it as an alien mm-hmm. i can't remember the name of the race though So um, there was a spoiler with one of the toys, too, where uh, I think it's Nick Fury's um, Marvel Legends figure where the cat has like this like muzzle thing on its face. So it kind of spoils exactly what it is. And we had another huge spoiler, too, for the film, uh, courtesy of Funko Pops. They went ahead and they gave us the character name for Jude Law's um, character, which everyone speculated that it was going to be Captain Marvel, which he's not. Which is Jan Rog, which is a Captain Marvel like villain from the past, um, the original Captain Marvel uh, villain. So um, he's another like Kree soldier and stuff like that. Yeah. Who there was some like weird love triangle going on with like between him and some other alien and Captain Marvel. So um, yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, I don't know. I would have liked to see Captain Marvel like Portrayed somehow in mm. this film, like the original, just that you know, I thought it was going to be this whole like mentor student type deal. Um, so that's a little disappointing, but it is what it is. You know, I understand why they wouldn't want to go down that path, yeah. You know, it seems like there'll be like elements there, but not you know, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming, yeah, there might be a little nod or an Easter egg or something there for them, but yeah. Um, but that being said, yeah, I, I, felt like the trailer, like you said, looked gorgeous. I yes. thought it was, you know, well done. Um, they didn't show you too much. They're um, keeping it mysterious, and I, I like that. I, I
1: like look, that. Yeah. It seems that they're, uh, another one of the Funko Pop things was that, you know, she's going to be going by Verse for a part of the film because she doesn't know her actual name. She only has a part of her
0: dog tag. Okay. So. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. I like that there's a little mystery there. Yeah. Um, you know, where did it get? like, through this, like, journey with her by the end of the movie. I'm wondering how they pull off, like, the whole binary thing, though, with her. Um, You know, in the comics, they, she gets those powers, like, that upgrade of Mm -hmm. her powers from the brood, which is basically um, alien creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, They're like rip of Xenomorphs, basically. You know, Marvel's version of Xenomorphs. So, um, but yeah, they somehow, I don't know if they're doing experiments on her or something like that, but they basically end up giving her these, like, cosmic level powers, um, where she's usually kind of like a class 50 like character in, like, power which is, like, around, like, Thing or something. But then, when she goes binary, she's like, class 100, like, Thor level, when Thor is, like, you know god is complete god on you know no hammer lightning flashing everything like we you. saw in like ragnarok so she is literally probably the most powerful like marvel character um so she's pretty impressive <laughs> so we'll see you know if that comes to play yeah. you know and how they utilize that so but yeah no i'm like i said man i i can't believe this movie's only like 4 months away really at this point so um, and then we've got Infinity Wars. Yes. You know, which we might get a trailer for this weekend. We'll see. Do you it's, think they're just laughing? You like, know. in Marvel headquarters right now? Like, fucking... Because there seems to be a new rumor every day mm. about that goddamn trailer. So supposedly it was supposed to drop today, but unfortunately with, you know, the whole, like, uh, funeral for uh, President Bush, they... Postponed it and now it might be Friday. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like January first. They're like, Hey, everyone thought we were
1: doing it in twenty eighteen.
0: Yes. We'll do it the first day of twenty nineteen. Or like Christmas Eve. Exactly. Um, I think what I think one of the Alien movies recently like dropped their trailer on like Christmas Eve or something like that. Mm. So just like whenever we feel like it, you know.
1: You know, Kevin Focky like, the push the button, race.
0: release it. <laughs> <laughs> Let the people have it now. Um so yeah. It's, it's crazy, but it's a great way to get the internet fuzzy and more excited, I guess.
1: But looking to the future of Marvel projects, uh,
0: we also have a new character announced. That's right. This is going to actually be our first Phase 4 character. Um, we are going to be getting the master of Kung Fu himself, Shang-Chi, um, getting his own movie. They already have a scribe aboard. Mm. They're looking for a, uh, a Chinese like director um and there are it looks like it sounds like they are auditioning um actors right now so um pretty cool character i don't know if you know much about shang chi not too much uh he did appear
1: recently in domino he was training pretty much domino to fight
0: Uh, (laughs) he trained spider-man also Mm -hmm. i think there's another character here or there that he trained um i guess he's uh, he's taught captain america a few things here and there He's supposed to be the greatest martial artist in the Marvel Universe. Um, And that's even with, like, Iron Fist running around. Mm -hmm. So uh, from a young age, his father, who happens to be Fu Manchu, uh, trained him to be the ultimate assassin and to be his, like, right-hand man. But then uh, Shang-Chi had ideas of his own and uh, rebelled from his dad and is now his, like, sworn enemy. So um, I really... Didn't know much of this character until Hickman, um, in his last Avengers run, picked him up and made him part of the team. Um, pretty cool character though. He was, I think he was part of the secret Avengers too, right before that, which was probably also Hickman. I have to look that up. But, um, anyway, uh, He was a badass character. Like, they gave him... Like, Tony Stark gave him, like, some upgrades or something like that. I feel like he had some kind of weird Mm. wristbands to, like, you know, power him up so he can like, fight me and shit like that. Right? (laughs) Um, But he was a fun character. to have, like, as part of the team and everything. Mm. Someone that you would not expect. Especially Hickman's team, which was just, like, all the badasses who've ever been a fucking Marvel, you know, Avenger. Um, But, yeah. So, um... I don't know. I'm glad that they're doing that. I mean, you know, it's about time that you get, like, a Chinese-American hero, like, you know, Mm. on film. Because there aren't any, you know. Um, And there's too few and far between in, like, Marvel Comics. So, um, I don't know. I'm excited to see it. This is a a way to have a really, like, fun, action-packed, like, kung fu movie Marvel-style you know, so And if it does anything like
1: we've seen with like Marvel Netflix, you know, the way that they've done their action sequences with hand to hand combat with Daredevil, we're not talking about Iron Fist. Yes, season I was two about one. to say with Daredevil. <laughs> Don't say Iron Fist <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> they learn from Iron Fist. And parts of Iron Fist season two. Um mm-hmm. there's there's a lot there's a lot to
0: be desired there and a lot to be loved as well. Do you think they actually bring him into the Avenger fold? Because it feels oh, like that's know. how all these movies work out. If it's
1: a full fledged film, yeah. I think it's. Like, if it's not like something that they, they make and it goes straight to the service. Oh. If it's something that goes it's, to the big screen. It sounds then, like it's supposed to be big screen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I absolutely think they bring him into the team. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So. If not and as it, a side, like, maybe even, like, maybe. If they don't put him in some main, like, maybe give him, like, an Ant Man type role.
0: I don't know. Where he's more of a, like, you know, side character. Mm. Um. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I do you feel like that formula is going to eventually hurt them? That they introduce these films just as like a vehicle to get them to like the next Avenger film? I think the only thing that hurts them right now is if they, they
1: continue the same origin story formula. I I would rather them do it differently. Like give me something different point of their life or show me that in a different way.
0: You're saying don't open up with the origin.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: That's the only thing that bothers
1: that. me. I I'll, I'll see that shit all the time for the rest of my life if I want. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, like
0: we don't need to
1: introduce s- introduce introduce. Give me a team movie, and that's I'm fine with it. That's
0: that makes me happy. But well, and I guess it's gonna be kind of changed because now we got the Black Widow film coming. Mm-hmm. You know, after she's been in like a slew of you know, Avenger movies at this point, so we know that character well. So we don't necessarily need to see her origin per se. So I mean. I think there's there's
1: so much still to do, and so much that they have they have such an open board at this point. They're regaining all their properties. They're really like, I feel like the next few phases or whatever they do next for Marvel is going to be something completely
0: different that we haven't seen. It's interesting that they chose to announce this character Mm -hmm. first, too. I wonder what's behind that. You know, Um, I wonder if it's just with like the success of like you know Black Panther and everything you know, seeing that there is this, like, thirst out there for these, like, minority characters to get finally some big screen recognition out there. um, You know, that they felt like, okay, let's, let's go full on board here. You know, we're getting Captain Marvel, you know, this year and everything. You know, we're finally getting a female-led, you know, Marvel movie. We're going to get Black Widow somewhere down the line. I don't know if they announced, like, a date for that yet, but that's going to be in Phase 4. Um, but, you know, why not, like, you know, give us a Shang-Chi movie? So, that, that's pretty badass. I'm on board for hmm. it, you know. Um, and hopefully there'll be more to come. So At we, some point, we'll get X-Men. At some
1: point. At some points. <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I don't know. That's going to be a weird integration, but I... I be yeah,
0: I think it'll work, though. Do I you mean, think
1: they just say something like, oh, we've been, you know, hiding them from society for so long? Because there's no
0: mention... In the MCU, right? Of oh, the mutant gene. Yeah. So you kind of have to have it as like the introduction, is what you're saying. So uh-huh. that, like, all of a sudden, there. But I would, I wouldn't want it to be like, oh, the mutant gene just started now. I would want it to be like that. They that these characters or... have to live in hiding yeah. because of it, or maybe like Fury knows. You know, Fury knows everything. Yeah, so... there's a lot of shit that happened before the Avengers that we've seen. Yeah, I mean. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think there's a way that they can do it where they don't have to say, oh, yeah, these characters have been running around in costumes for the last, you know, five, six years, and no one's talked about it. It's a big country. (laughs) Yeah. Not everything has to fucking happen in New York. I guess, but it does. <laughs> At least in the MCU. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see where they go. I mean, maybe, I think they were, the Russos, and this is just the Russos fucking with like people, they were kind of teasing, like, the Secret Wars storyline. Mm. Um, well, they said know. that they would they would
1: sign on to do the, another film if it was Secret War yeah that was their wording
0: yes there there's a they do everything with a purpose though Mm. they wouldn't fucking throw that out there unless there's been like talks about it but maybe they use the secret wars to like introduce the x-men in those characters because you could i mean it would make sense you know just it'd be a good introduction for characters like that you know um, with the beyonder who's this cosmic being like putting together all these like you know heroes to do battle and i think the Battle World is actually the name of the planet. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um. Well, just, I hope that's something that they build up to rather than it being oh, like the
0: next. They'll be like phase five, you know, well, like at the end. So. And I wouldn't do mind do
1: seeing, you know, another director's vision of what they can do with the Avengers after
0: after the fourth film. I, I think, don't need them being the be all end all for. I think they need to have another movie like Civil War also in between yeah. where they can they could introduce characters like the way they introduced like Black Panther and Spider-Man into the world without having to have like their own solo movies first. So it's kind of like an in-between, like where you introduce them, get to know them a little bit, and then maybe you do a solo film or you just go straight into the Avengers after that, you know, and then if, you know, they're successful, then they get a solo film. You know, maybe, you know, reverse everything, you know, go backwards. So I, I think that'd be a fun way to do it. Because you don't... Yeah, you're right. It, it becomes too formulaic to, like, keep on, like, you know... You know, okay, solo movie, you know... Then an Avengers movie, you know... Maybe, you know, show up in a few other movies, you know... It's just kind of, like, a little cameo.
1: I did like that when they originally announced that they were, like... The next phases, they would start to integrate characters into each other's films more. I did kind of like that they were going to, like,
0: buddy up people. But don't you people. feel like it's been happening? I'm not... Well, like, Not so, the... like the Captain America movies, you know, I mean, I guess it's characters that don't really, who didn't exist, mm-hmm. you know, outside, like, you know, like Falcon, you know, Bucky, but like Black Widow has been a big part of Captain America's movies. Um, and, and she was part of, was it Thor that she was in? Oh, no, Iron Man. Yeah. She was in Iron Man 2, right? Yes. Um, so they kind of do that already. Hawkeye, right, was in... Thor? Did he pop yeah, up Yeah, he was Thor? in the first Thor. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like they already do stuff like that. You know, Civil guess, War is kind of I feel like the template mm-hmm. for like how to introduce a character into like, you know, this universe without them having to have a full-on, you know, solo film at first. Um, I think that that's a great way to go. It's just trying to find another Civil War. Like you, <laughs> That's kind of, you know. Your Civil War too. Yeah. <laughs> No. Not the comic book version. Yeah, least. they could do their own version. A better version of it, yes. I hope so. <laughs> oh. oh, God. The ones that don't involve inhumans, for crying
1: out loud. But I'm so sure that that Captain, not Captain America, fucking, um, Captain Tony's going to die, so...
0: That's yeah, a... we'll see. Now, there's rumors <laughs> that Captain America might actually live fine. and that uh, Chris Evans isn't done with the MCU. Fine with me. So I'm fine with that, too. Um... I'm hoping that maybe they follow kind of the comic book road. Would you? Though. Would you want? Would you want them to do Secret Empire? Or no, like they'll. They time. won't. They won't touch Secret Empire. You know, it was such a critical flop. I, I feel like they'll stay away yeah, from it. Th- that. That's such a cool story concept. It having is... caps
1: be turned evil, but like secretly working behind this entire time to bring Hydra to the forefront. I don't know. I think that would be an interesting
0: story. The mainstream public would shit all over that. Yes, it would be an interesting story if done right. Um, And you've got to have it end with Captain America being Captain America again. But, I, especially now with the way the country is and everything like that, oh man. People would go fucking apeshit. Overnight. I'd enjoy it. So, as a film. If it's <laughs> done right, if it's done better than the actual mm-hmm. Secret Empire, because, you know, that went to shit quickly. So, you know, I enjoyed the book leading up to it. The Captain America book, you know, was well done. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the event just did not live up to it. So I feel like they got cold feet at the end. You know, where they real? I mean, God, we've discussed this enough on the fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, we'll see if they fuck around with the formula, though. You know, I hope they do, to, to keep it interesting. Because it will get stale, I feel like, after how many years in, you know, in the, what, we're 10 in? Yeah, man. we past 10. 10? Yeah, we're past 10. Yeah. They need he to changed. change it up a little. So, but yeah, yay Shang-Chi, right? <laughs> Give me a Moon Knight movie. That's what I want to fucking see. Give me something dark.
1: Well, with Shang-Chi, I think that's that's easy now, if you want to. they're well, Not that they're, not that they're connected, that. I'm saying, like, as a character to pull out. Yeah, cuz cuz that's on the same level for me. I wouldn't think you'd pull Shang-Chi and and not pull Moon
0: Knight at some point. I just want to see like the whole like, you know, quote-unquote Marvel Knights characters get explored, you know, on the big screen. That's really what I want to see. I think
1: you'll get them explored but on the Disney service.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know if they go that route because it feels like that Disney service is going to be staying like PG 13 at most, so I'm not sure if they're gonna go that route. And speaking of news, uh, while we're in between episodes, Daredevil got canceled. Um, I think it's like not a huge surprise, unfortunately. We kind of saw the writing on the wall, but I mean, from what everyone's been saying about the third season, it might have been like the best (laughs) of the series. Uh, it's really disappointing. Yeah. So um, I, I just, I don't know where they're going. It sounds like it was, the ball was in Marvel's court. And they kind of forced Netflix hands from what I'm understanding. You know, that, you know, they were just, you know, playing hardball with them negotiating wise. Maybe to the point that they didn't really want Netflix to have these characters anymore. So I wouldn't be surprised um, there's always been some weird division between like Marvel TV, TV and, movies, you know, yeah. the movies. Uh, it just seems like has never been too impressed with what they're doing on the television side. And maybe he wants to be more hands on with it. And we're kind of seeing what's happening now with the streaming service with all these new shows being announced with Foggy like directly involved with them. And that's got to
1: piss off the other guy.
0: I don't remember
1: his name right now, but... Yeah, no.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because, I mean, as a fan, we've been told the entire time, oh, it's all connected. Mm -hmm. Not really, right? It really hasn't been. So, and all they had to do was drop a few names here and there or just one little scene, a little cameo or even like an end credit scene and everyone would have been happy. But they never went full on board, you know. Um, And it's unfortunate because, I mean, God, I love fucking Charlie Cox's Daredevil. You know, but I feel like now if Faki is going to use those characters, he's going to recast everyone Mm -hmm. and just act like the Netflix series never happened. I really feel like that's the direction that they're going to go. Um, that being said, I mean, uh, Daredevil and Kevin Faki's hands, I'm excited. Like, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I, I don't know if they'll touch that character for a while, but, um, you know, I don't know if they would want to because of the PG thirteen thing. I don't know if they would want to explore like that kind of darker corner of the Marvel universe, um, or if they would wait, you know, to do that like cinematically. So, um, I mean, he would it make just a sucks. great film in the right hands, but yeah, yeah I just I didn't watch <laughs> season three, and now I feel like I'm gonna watch it and just be depressed the entire fucking mm. time because I know this is it. I was yeah. like halfway through and you sent me that message and I'm like, fuck. You just turned
1: it right <laughs> off? Yes, I did. I was like, I sat there, I paused it, I couldn't,
0: I was like, I yeah. mean, it's hard to recover because you know, that's it. And any like dwindling, like plot lines are never mm. going to get, because they said that you, you're you not going to see this version of Daredevil, basically, you know, um, in the, you know, on the DC, or the DC, Jesus Christ. That would be a coup right? <laughs> <laughs> on the Disney Marvel, mm. the Disney um, streaming service. So, was it Disney Plus? What are they yeah, calling it? Disney it? Plus. Um I, so it's just unfortunate because Netflix is are, are they're keeping the three seasons on you know the service that that's theirs. So. That um, well, just it
1: it hurts more because like I enjoyed so much out of fucking like, Punisher season one, and you've got season two still coming. Season two still coming, and that's it. Yeah, you that's know. it. Yeah. I don't know that. I feel like this is same a with Jessica late. Jones. It's Jessica Jones as well. Yeah, you know, is
0: it too late to write in like finishing points <laughs> as well? Because like they're in the can. I believe both of those exactly. are in the can, and you know that they have you know dwindling plot lines to set up the next season. Um, it's just good writing. Mm. So unless they also saw the writing on the wall and were like, oh no, we need to have a conclusion to this story. Um, I just man I just hope that they explore these characters sooner than later you know even if it's helmed by Kevin Focke you know that he does actually use these characters because what a waste you know we see we've seen the potential now Mm -hmm. that they have you know in this like cinematic universe even though it's just on Netflix So so I wouldn't mind John Bernthal as Wolverine ooh that's good casting my friend he would make a good Wolverine. Man, I don't know if they would see as like, well, he's got like the Netflix stench on him, so we don't <laughs> want to touch him. Because it really does feel like they view it that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, you know, it's like the, you know, the the brother who lives in the attic that, you know, the, the parents don't really love, you know, the red-headed <laughs> stepchild, if you will. Um, they just, it, I don't know, man. So, but that would be good casting. That would I, that that would work perfectly. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so now we got like we got to sit through like the like waiting for the Punisher and everything like that. Like, does it matter? Sorry, anymore? I'm going to watch no matter what. Oh, absolutely. And I still I've got to watch season three. That's mm-hmm. my goal. It's been New good. Years.
1: It, that's that's just what makes it so hard. Uh huh. That's why fans got like, so upset. I can't believe this was like only last week that this news came out. I mean, yeah. Because it feels like it's been, like, in there forever since you told me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it was just last week. It hit hard, too. It really did. You know, I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't think they, they would announce it like this soon. Mm. So well, This is just, like, this, I was back-to-back with Luke Cage, then. It was just, like, right after. It's, it feels like it hasn't been that long since it they announced Luke Cage. It feels strategic, was... too. Mm. Like, it feels like their <laughs> Netflix is, like, all right. Nope. They might have a, they might have a big trailer drop. Because what... What was announced was there a trailer that dropped for something and there was they, a trailer for
1: daredevil
0: when luke cage got uh, canceled. canceled yeah that's right or no didn't daredevil premiere or something and then they canceled like oh luke cage yes it was something shitty like that i was like man mm-hmm. did they just try to like piss on their parade like was that like you know on purpose so it was it, like the same week at least, yes it. It, it it felt like it was purposeful you know like okay you know, we're not Soft friends anymore. We're breaking up.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, we, we have to cut off Marvel because we could talk Marvel all day. Uh, we're going to get to some comics later. But we have some horror news to talk about with we... Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Uh, what do you
0: know about Doctor Sleep, my friend? Uh, little to nothing at okay. this point. So this was a sequel to The Shining that Stephen King wrote maybe five, six years ago. Um, It was well-received critically. Um, it is following an older Danny Torrance. Um, I believe he is trying to, well, here, actually, I have a blurb. Uh, <laughs> years following the events of The Shining and now adult Dan Torrance, I guess he's going by Dan now, uh, meets a young girl with similar powers as his and tries to protect her from a cult known as the True Knots, who prey on children with powers to remain immortal. So completely different story than The Shining, um, but I guess it's been very well received. Um, you are going to have a Ewan McGregor playing this character uh, of, you know, the older Dan Torres, um, you know, and apparently this movie just wrapped. I had, I, I heard about it. I didn't know that it was, like, full-on production mm. being shot. So um, that's pretty exciting. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see where they go. Now, this is not going to be, like, a direct sequel to Shining the movie, uh, Stanley Kubrick's movie. This is going to be a direct sequel to the book, you know, which is quite different than the movie that was shot. So, like, um, the chef, and I can't think of his name, in the movie ends up dying you know, by, you know, Jack Torrance's hands. But in the uh, book, he actually survives. So he's actually going to be part of this story. At least he is in the book, and maybe they wrote him away because they thought he was too confusing to have him still around. But, um, yeah, so there's going to be little different, like, nuances and everything like that. But it's pretty ballsy, you know, to come out with a, a sequel to The Shining, like, 40 years later. So do you think that they will angle the film as a sequel? No. Do you think they will try to keep it as a standalone film as much I as possible? I think they would be smart to stay away from that. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe it's something they just kind of briefly mention, but you know, not really go into it. Because I think then it will like askew the way people view it if they, you, because know, that that will hide in people's expectations right away. So um, if they feel like okay, we've got a movie that can stand on its own, we don't need The Shining to like promote this then maybe they stay away. Mm. And Stephen King's name is, you know, huge as always, you know, at the moment. Well, yeah, it's so, good right now, especially after it, so... Yes, so I feel like they don't really need to use The Shining to promote mm. this. But, you know, everyone is going to, like, at least, you know, all the websites are going to be saying direct sequel to The Shining, um, whether or not they use that in their press. Um, so I, I'm excited for it. You know, Ewan McGregor's awesome. Um, the director is Mike Flanagan, and he's super hot right now. Um, he directed Oculus, Hush. Um, he did a lot of the directing on Haunting of Hill House, which I have not seen, but it's huge right now on just Netflix. tons of buzz. Yes, yes. So I have to check that out. It's another you know series I want to check up at the by the end of the year. Um, he also did uh, the sequel to The Ouija, um, Origin of Evil which I actually really enjoyed I yes. thought it was a lot better than the first, the one, first one right <laughs> and then he did um, a critic claimed um, Netflix movie called Gerald's Game which was also a Stephen King story so um, yeah I'm, I'm excited man it really it it sounds like a cool concept you know um, I don't know I don't know it seems like we're going to be getting a lot of good horror in the next yes. couple Thank of years God. <laughs> and then uh speaking of which, um, coming uh in 2020, May, uh, we are gonna get a sequel to The Quiet Place. Um, we don't know if John Krasinski, I hope I'm saying his last name right, Jim from the office, if you will, <laughs> um, is going to be directing, but he is writing it and producing it. Um and then we've got a few details coming out for it. Um Recently, they're saying that is not a like direct sequel to the original. That's going to be taking place somewhere else in the world. Um, people reacting to mm. the events that are going on, which I think makes perfect sense. Um, if you've seen that movie, you know, it doesn't really lead itself to a sequel. I mean, I guess there's a world where you can kind of follow the mom and the daughter, but it, eh, I don't mm. really want to see that movie. <laughs> so um, they're, they're saying to look upon it as like more of like a second book. Than like a direct sequel like another when you when you create like a world like that you want to see what else you know what could possibly be happening over here yes exactly how people are reacting what was so fun about a quiet place was like how people were dealing with that situation Mm -hmm. so it'd be cool to see like how another set of people are dealing with the situation you know what they're doing to survive it leaves you up to a like a lot more possibilities for
1: franchising
0: and doing any other types of films. With I them. just don't want any kind of origin story for these aliens. That's my big fear. Mm-hmm. You know, leave it a mystery. Like I That's, don't that's usually to like third or fourth film. You yes, know where... when they just kind of run out of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there sooner than later. But, you know, for right now, you know, um, if this sequel is going to work, just stay away from an origin story. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see them crash land on Earth or anything like that or some weird lab experiments, whatever. You know, I just, you know, just have it, you know, kind of the same formula with just different people. And, you know, I'm fine. I'm cool with it. So um, that movie just works so well, you know, on so many different levels. I I don't know, man, because I actually rewatched it recently when it came out on Blu-ray. I was like, man, I think I like it more the second time I watched it, which I was surprised by because I thought, you know, it really was more about the theatrical experience, you know, with the sound and everything mm. like that. But I was like, man, I really dig this movie. Um, I still need to watch it myself. I've got surround sound speakers at home, so. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's the perfect movie to kind of like mm. really, you know, utilize that kind of technology. So I do not have surround speakers at home, unfortunately. So, but um, anyway, so that's exciting. So that's May 2020. Um, on the movie front, also we got a strong rumor floating around about Star Wars Episode Nine. Yes, Star Wars news. Yes. Um, we are hearing, and this is from some random Reddit user, as always, who I guess was part of some kind of, I don't know, meeting that they did with like Disney... Like I don't know if it was like on the business side, but for some reason they're showing like different like yes. I don't know. He's he's now living in his own horror movie as
1: as Mickey Mouse chases him with a hammer. <laughs> he just brought out news for Star Wars.
0: And they will track him down. Oh out. yes. They will track his <laughs> guy. But I guess some kind of business expo, but for some reason they're showing kind of like designs for episode nine or something like that, like character designs. But something that they focused on a lot was the Knights of Ren, supposedly. So and that's something that we were talking about, I believe, when we were talking about the last episode of Star Wars, where we were really disappointed that they there was no mention of the knights. I of think Ren it was whatsoever. an element that they really missed an opportunity on. Yes, yes. I feel like Ryan Johnson would have done a great job with them as well. Well, Ryan Ryan Johnson came out and said that he felt like there was no place for them in the film. Unfortunately, he, I guess, I don't know if he toyed with the idea of having them be like the guards in the <clears> whole <throat> like throne room um, for that epic fucking battle scene um, between you know with Kylo Ren and Ray. But um, he felt like that. They would just be kind of like faceless characters, and it wouldn't really do their story Mm -hmm. justice. So now that JJ has picked up the reins again, you know, and those are his characters that he created in that storyline, it kind of makes sense that they would dive into it more. And it, you know, you've got a Kylo Ren who's fully in charge of the Empire, so um, or the New Order, if you will. Unless they just morphed into the empire again, and it would make sense since he's such a fanboy. Um, but to have, you know, his yes, people. Around just him, as it's true.
1: You know, just <laughs> as it's not forced. You know, make it make them important parts of the story. Have them egging him on, making him like more of the villain of the story or something like that. Or I guess they'll probably come out to be. I- I'm assuming, and this is all speculation. <laughs> Kylo Ren turns good and yes. he will have to fight the Knights of Ren exactly. but make them something of an enemy of make it mean, of something. Force, mean something
0: exactly I, I think that's what we were kind of talking about before we feel like Kylo's gonna turn turn face here yeah. you know by the end you know like a good Skywalker mm. so uh, but yeah no I could definitely see them used you know and it, it makes sense that you know Kylo would want some loyal people around him when he's got a sniveling rat bastard yes. like Huck's running around, you know, who's obviously probably trying to overthrow him left and right. So, um, if he's still around at this point, you know, so, cause I'm still speculating. This is a couple of years into the future. Do you think Matt Smith will be one of the Knights? Matt Smith. Oh, the um, what's his name that yeah, was announced? he was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, he's older, right? Yeah, he's like uh, 30. I I always picture them younger. Like, they're, they're kind of. Masks. They're a little younger than. <laughs> yeah, but you know, he's going to want to be unmasked. Okay. They're not just going to have them, you know, mm. bubble fat, you know. Um, he's got a young face. I guess. I guess. I feel like they need to look younger than Ren. And this is just me, once again, speculating. Mm. But I feel like there are people that, like, you know, Kylo was able to like kind of manipulate, and that like looked up to him and everything. Mm. Um, that's just me, you know. So I have no idea what the fuck <laughs> I'm talking about. I was not at the business expo. Mm-hmm. I did not see any fucking you know um, art or anything like that. So who knows? But and this is just coming from a random mm. Reddit user who I, I mean that's where it seems like all the big news breaks. Yeah. But
1: another thing that was circulating around on Reddit was that. I mean they keep mentioning it it's the end of the Skywalker saga completely
0: mm-hmm. there
1: won't be any more focus on the Skywalkers going on and it's leading to a lot of people to question what is the Skywalker saga at this point mm-hmm. mostly because you know these last three films hasn't necessarily been about them other than Kylo being a Skywalker
0: mm-hmm. I which I mean it. he's a big part of the film so it is I part guess. of the legacy <laughs> regardless if they want it or not mm-hmm. it is part of the legacy um, I don't know. Uh, who? Someone came out once again, random article, but uh, someone was saying that they do really. It's they serve Leia's character well in this, where you know they give her the proper closure um, that she deserves. So that's nice to hear. Is it true? Who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't even remember. Oh, I think it was um, it was o- Oscar Isaac actually who came out and said it. So what does that mean? But, I mean, we'll see. We'll Mm. see. I am fucking nervous about this film. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm really nervous. Well, what's the main thing that you're nervous about? That it's going (laughs) to (laughs) suck. Especially since it's the end of this trilogy. So, it's got to end on the right note, man.
1: Mm.
0: You know, um, I still stand by, uh, you know, the last movie. So, you know, I thought The Last Jedi, it has its flaws and everything, but overall I did enjoy it. Um, But at the same time, I feel like there's just so many, like, plot threads that need to be tied up. I'm just worried that they don't have enough movie to do it. So, um, especially if this is supposed to be, like, closure for the Skywalkers and everything, you know, which could be just, you know, also speculation. Um, It just, it's a lot. It's a lot.
1: I know. I'm just afraid that they're going to try to make it also closure for Rey.
0: Oh, they don't. Rather, than... I don't. That would be a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I think they're if this movie does what they think it's going to do, I feel like this is just going to be set up for her story, you know, and maybe kind of like not having to deal with that Skywalker legacy anymore, and just kind of having her be the sole like focus of that movie. Mm-hmm. If they do it right, I feel like that's the way to go. So. And I mean, I know that's like blasphemy, you know, because, you know, obviously the Skywalkers are Star Wars, but there's just so many directions and so much I it's love about the universe. Priority. Exactly. That they, they can, you know, cut ties, at least for a trilogy, and then they could come back to them, you know. They won't be gone forever. Give me a break. <laughs> at this
1: point, I'm happy to explore the world. Yes. Rather than deal with just their main narrative and of the Skywalkers. With
0: all the, you know, the the streaming shows that are going to be coming out and everything. It seems like we're going to get that. It really does. Because we've got multiple shows at this point. Um, you know, is it three? I think it's three, yeah. right? Because we got Favreau's, we've got the Rogue One show, and then there's someone else who's doing it, right? Uh, the Game of Thrones people, right, are doing something. Yes. So, I mean, we got three fucking shows. Speaking of, of uh, speaking of Star Wars, didn't you check out the animated series? I did. It was fucking awesome. Is it? it too short, though. <laughs> 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 They're literally like a minute long. And I don't know if they were just like kind of, you know, set up episodes. So I believe they released about six or seven of them. But I just wanted more because I love the animation and the style. And they are using the dialogue from the films. Awesome. So it's pretty cool. That's now, pretty are they... Cool. Have you noticed if they release
1: them in order or they just kind of like piece no here, they're just here? they're all
0: over the place okay. and the story wise they're all over the place you know we get introduced to Vader we get introduced to Chewie and um, Han and then we get introduced to Leia so and so I, was, so I guess it's mostly New Hope I feel like it's mostly New Hope. But, you know, story-wise, they're just, you know, you know, it's, like, chewing Han trying to get the Millennium Falcon, like, up and running. Um, it's Vader, um, you know, uh, boarding, you know, the Rebel ship. Um, and that whole scene where he's just taking out, like, Rebel soldiers mm-hmm. Everything's pretty fucking badass, you know. And this is on, like, the Disney Kids channel. So, the Star Wars Kids channel, which is, like, a new YouTube channel. But I was like, my God, what are you about to show me? Because (laughs) I thought it was, like, going to go full-on Rogue One. You know, like, that end scene. Mm. It's pretty close. So, um, that's awesome, though. So, it's great shit. It's fun. Uh, Oh, no, you know what? You do have, um, uh, Luke in uh, Empire, actually. They show Luke versus the Wampa. So, that was pretty neat to see. Um... Just great animation has a very like to me it felt very like almost like inspired by like anime. Okay. Um, just the style of it. Um, but it works. It really does work. So, um, and I could see kids really like enjoying it. But I just I felt like they were way too short. Like some of them were like under a minute. Um, you know, at least give me three or four minutes. Get a little story in there. So maybe that's To come, you know, because they've got a bunch of these, you know, um, that are going to be released soon. So, um, yeah, it's it's exciting. But it's just going to want me to see a full movie like this. That's all (laughs) it's going to (laughs) do. That would be cool. I'd be down for it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Everyone would be. You know, (laughs) we'll eat this shit up. Trust me. So, Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, Moving on. Uh, To
1: top off the news, we had Kenny Omega having a documentary. Yeah, we
0: got a little wrestling, like, leaking into the news headlines, but we felt like we need to throw it in there because it's actually going to be an HBO documentary. It's fucking crazy, right? Yeah, that's insane. (laughs) Yeah. Um, They did an Andre the Giant documentary this past year, which was just phenomenal. Um, They did a really great job, you know. I mean, they kind of rehashed the same shit that we... There's been quite a few documentaries by, like, you know, about Andre the Giant, Um, They rehashed some shit, you know, but it's still so well done. You know, it's above and beyond what, you know, we've seen in the past. So I'm excited to see them, you know, put that kind of production behind like a Kenny Omega documentary. I don't know if it's by the same people, but if it's going to air on HBO, you know, it's going to be quality at least. So, and this is supposed to kind of like focus around like the whole like Golden Lover, like storyline and everything and how like groundbreaking that angle has been. Um, for the wrestling community, so that's interesting, you know. Um, you know, but I'm sure we'll get a lot of, like, Kenny's story, mm. you know, and maybe learn some shit that we didn't know.
1: So. I mean, their stories are pretty, uh, both Kenny and Coda's stories are pretty entwined
0: yeah. like, throughout their careers, so it's just very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how fucking crazy is that, though? Mm. <laughs> Kenny fucking Omega's gonna be on HBO. How big fucking is wrestling now? DDP
1: <laughs> Pro will be on fucking... HBO, <laughs> that's just weird. Uh-huh. Because right? that's where both of them kinda started with that whole angle.
0: Yeah, right? That's insane.
1: That's insane. So um all right, man.
0: So I think that's it for news. Yes,
1: that is it for news, which means we're going on to comics. Alright.
0: Hey, this has been from Small Town Mentality Podcast, and you're listening to Christian and Damon's Amazing Nerd Show with your hosts Christian and Damon. For nerds, by nerds. Find them anywhere you get podcasts. And Now accessing comics.
1: Alright, so starting off comics this week we have Uncanny X-Men number 3. It's X-Men Disassembled and the X-Men are drawn into a deadly conflict. Well, dun, that's dun, dun. generic. <laughs> <laughs> But smart. Yes. And not worry. So, you there's not bravo worry. Marvel. I can't imagine what they would write if they were trying to give something detailed. This would be impossible. Exactly. There's
0: dinosaurs, Legion, <laughs> horsemen. Um, yeah, so we've got a continuation of what was going on before. It just starts right on an action-packed note. Legion's kind of walking into the mansion. Um, the young X-Men are kind of, you know, obviously suspicious of what the hell's mm. going on because they know he's crazy. Um, and then, um, they basically, he turns on them quickly? Not quickly, he, he's kind of, like, trying to, like, explain
1: what he's doing, but he can't seem to get it out. Yes,
0: he's being his crazy old self, yes. and then once he hears that, you know, they're dealing with Jamie, and he's like, oh no, and then he hmm. kind of flips out, and they all go in attack mode.
1: I feel like, um, because what we, what we find out in this book is that he's been using Jamie to create, like. Clones of himself so that he can put uh, Legion can put his different personalities within them, and that explains why they've been so fucking apeshit. But yeah. when the team cuts like cuts down um, Jamie's like all of Jamie's clones, he immediately feels that, and that's why I think he officially goes crazy. Oh, moment.
0: so you think that's what triggers him hmm. freaking out? Because
1: it's literally the next page is him like ah after um all of them go down. Oh, so I think that's what. Like, he's still crazy, don't get me wrong, but I feel like that's yeah, the reason well, he leading. officially attacks and everything.
0: Because I thought, didn't he attack before they cut him down, though? No. Okay. okay. He attacks after. Well, I will trust your assessment of the situation <laughs> there. Um, because it did feel like he kind of, like, just went off the rails really quickly. Yeah. He, um, he starts hitting his head on the ground, and... That's right, and then his like, hair goes up, and yes. like, you know, shit's on. So... <laughs> um, he goes full Legion, if you will. But, um, yeah, uh... I enjoyed that part of the book. Um, Legion's a wild card, to say the least. Um, and it's always fun to see him interact with other characters. Mm. But uh, I found it interesting, um, you know, the whole, like, him being able to put his personas into, uh, you know, Jamie's dupes. Yes. That, you know, I, I didn't know he was that powerful, but I mean, he can't alter reality, so I guess he can do whatever <laughs> the fuck he wants, right? Uh, but yeah, so it seems like, you know, Gene and them are able to deal with the dinosaurs rather quickly. Um, they uh, go ahead and they. Go and help out Storm's team, which is being completely overwhelmed, and we get the scenario that you just talked Mm -hmm. about with, you know, them realizing that Jamie Prime, the original Jamie, is not there. They find him underground after they take out all the dupes, you know, which is like Gene and Psylocke, you know, teaming teaming up, up. Mm -hmm. um, which was pretty badass, Um, but then, yes... Jamie is basically able to tell them what the hell's going on. They realize that Legion's at the mansion, so they got to get there as soon as fucking possible because Legion's fucking crazy. Mm. Um, once they get there, um, they run into a new set of horsemen.
1: Yes, the Horsemen of Peace arrive. Yes, uh, <laughs> right after uh, Legion, you know, explains to Gene, you know, I tried to send you warnings that this was going to happen. Apparently he was, which the he did vision. Yes. that
0: vision that she yeah. had in the very beginning. So, um, which wasn't a great way <laughs> of no. letting her know what the right. hell was going on. Um, but yeah, so now we've got the Horseman of Peace, right? yes, and it's Magneto, Blob, uh, Omega Red, and, and, and Angel. So. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I did not see that coming. I know there's been solicitations, but I didn't know what the hell it was about. Mm-hmm. But uh, it seems like they're going to be uh, shuffling in the new era of the X-Men. So, and that's uh, Nate Gray's character um, from the Age of Apocalypse. So it seems like what we're having happen here is the reverse of age of apocalypse you're gonna get the age of the x-men and that's been you know out there already so you're gonna have basically and which is funny because they use legion to kind of be like the harbinger of everything which he was for age of apocalypse um well he kind of he's like i think i talked about it last episode Mm -hmm. where he kind of triggers everything by trying to save his father by taking out magneto and then takes out his father um you know in a roundabout way, you know. I can, well, I guess the wheels are already turning at this point, but he's trying to warn them at least. Mm. So, um, but yeah, so you've got them kind of, you know, uh, facing off with the X-Men, and they decide that the best course of action to keep peace is by destroying the X-Men. Yes. And they just blow up the mansion. Right destroying away. all bringers, and uh, yeah, blows up the X-Mansion. Okay, fine. So, and... <laughs> We'll have to wait till next week to see what the hell happens.
1: What did you think of this issue altogether? Um, I liked that it picked up pace. I liked. Uh, I enjoyed this issue for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not fully behind the
0: peace horsemen. but horsemen of peace yeah. that blow up mansions. <laughs> um, not a huge fan of X Men. Um, I want to see you know why Nate has you know gone down this path. You know, um, what brought him, you know, to this point? Um, it seems like reality, just reading solicitations, are, is somehow going to get altered. I'm sure that Legion's going to play a big part of that. Um, you know, uh, I, I want to know exactly what's the deal with Kitty, though. Like, why was yeah. Jamie so focused, and Legion, obviously, on finding Kitty? Uh, we last saw her with, Apocalypse and the senator, so we'll see. You know, you know, are they dead? It, has something you know horrible happened? Because um, he keeps on saying it's too late. Mm-hmm. So does that alter the timeline somehow? um You know, so I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I'm enjoying it so far. You know, but we'll see. I'm a little skittish just because you know, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of Nate Gray. I, I really was never a big X Man fan. You know. Um, you know, I, I just was never interested in that character. Mm. Like, give me my gray, you know, old, you know, war, you know, um, hardened, you know, cable. So, you know, Nate Gray is like the hippie version, mm. you know, so the horseman of peace makes perfect sense, um, you know, regardless of what his, you know, motives are. so. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. You know, it feels like they're just kind of rehashing old storylines to a certain extent. Um, you know, but hopefully it's with an entertaining twist this time. I don't know.
1: I, it's still very like, s- this was definitely a cinematic issue.
0: I would say like, I thought, you know, I, this is why I hate solicitations. Cause I saw the image mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the horseman beforehand. So that kind of spoiled it for me. Um, where that would have been a nice reveal if I didn't know that was coming. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just been okay. So, I, I, I'm i not underwhelmed. I'm just whelmed. Ooh. If you <laughs> Just whelmed. Just whelmed. <laughs> All right. Well, staying on the X-Men note, yes. we've got Return of Wolverine number three. Um, here we go. And this is by Charles Soule. Uh, Wolverine versus the X-Men? <laughs> That's it. These are the best blurbs. Yes, ever. I love it. I love it. Don't worry, we still have to read DC Drown's blurb, so um, there will be a good half hour of the show. <laughs> so, uh, what the hell happened here, Christian?
1: Well, Damon, we had um, pretty much, the X-Men have discovered Logan's location. Yes. Uh, as we saw at the end of the last book. And Cypher has been able to get the satellites to find Logan's exact location at a city. That he's going to find this uh, the woman he's with son. Yeah, uh, Jean keeps saying how she can't technically track him because of his you know mental blocks that he has inside of his mind. Which is, uh, you know, that that's mm. an ongoing thing, so that makes sense. But uh, even though they've had, for some reason, they've had, you know, threats... That they will kill young mutants before birth. They still decide, let's go hunt him down. Yes, they do. Yes, uh, they do. I, I, that threw me off, but whatever.
0: Yeah, because it's like, okay, well, you're really not taking the threat very seriously. Mm-hmm. You just don't give a shit. Um, and they kind of make it sound like, well, we'll just, you know, kind of, you know, watch or, you know... I don't know. Yes, basically. watch as they land
1: their giant jet at a random <laughs> island that was built by They're the cloaked.
0: enemy. They're cloaked. They're cloaked. wasn't
1: cloaked.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But well, anyway, and like, uh, yeah, and it's it's that yeah, that whole city is built by that company. What's the company's name? Uh, it's a weird name. Who fucking cares? Whatever. Anyway. I, it's built by Presapone. company yeah. who's, you know, she's working through I guess. But yeah, so they're tracking Wolverine. Uh, the people who all live, you know, in that community turn on the X-Men right away. Jean keeps saying that their minds are hollow. So yeah, she can't... she can't sense them or do anything to mm-hmm. calm them. Um, so they're just starting to attack them. Um, the woman with Wolverine is like, you know, Wolverine says, well, I got to go help those people, not knowing fully who the X-Men are at mm-hmm. that point. He goes and he's, you know, we get that scene of, like, basically his mindscape where he's, like, unlocking, you know, memories from his past. Um, But it seems like he's being manipulated somehow by, like, a false memory, if you will. Because the Wolverine that he's, like, talking to in the cell is the Berserker Wolverine, um, which is weird that he would choose that one. So um, I'm wondering if there's, like, an outside force, you know... Um, you know, causing him to make these choices. Mm -hmm. But, so, yeah, Wolverine is ready for blood at this point, you know, to protect these people. Um, He does, that entity does let him know that, no, I know some inside secrets about these, you know, characters. I know how to take them out. So, which is scary as all hell, because, you know, Wolverine could take out the (laughs) X-Men if he wanted to.
1: I like to say he went full Batman in this scene, because he's just kind of like picking apart the team a little bit. Yes, yes. It was important uh, to note that when uh, he goes to fight Kurt, when he goes to fight Kurt, um, he puts his
0: blades right back in before he punches him. That is true. That is true. So maybe that's another part of his consciousness, you know, know, getting him to pull his punches a little.
1: I had to read that panel twice because I thought he just stabbed. Stabbed him directly in the, directly the forehead. <laughs> I was like, "Oh book? my god! What book am I reading?" <laughs> that would been pretty badass. But yeah, that was a
0: nice scene though. That he like figured out like Kurt's like rhythm of teleportation. Like mm-hmm. after he starts getting tired and everything like that, it kind of showed like what kind of fighter Wolverine is. Because I think a lot of times people mistake that Wolverine is just a brawler, mm-hmm. you know, with claws. But he's a fucking trained samurai. So he is someone who's like on par with like people like Captain America or Batman, if you will, um, where he can pick apart people like that. It's just, you know, half the time he's in a berserker rage, so you don't get to see that. Um but yeah, uh I thought that was kinda neat. Um and then it ends with uh, Wolverine cutting Iceman in half. So how about that?
1: <laughs> kind of cool, anyway. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Bobby.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> he'll pull himself back right. together. Um, but anyway, so I, I liked it. It was pretty badass. Um, I have no idea where the hell we're going with this. Mm. Um, Precipone also mentions about the little like you know threat that she made. Um, I think she just they,
1: lets it go. Yes, which well, is that was a weak, weak. Moment,
0: Yes, yeah, it's kind of weak. Yeah, one of her henchmen is like, okay, you know we've got a follow through with our thread. And she's like, eh, you know, I'd rather have him sit back and, you know, just wait. I
1: think that henchman is a little bit more important than the other henchman
0: though. Yes. Yes. I think
1: she, it almost sounded like she mentioned him as a brother. Yes. But I don't I know how one. that means, yeah. but
0: whatever. So I'm not <laughs> sure if I care yet, <laughs> but they're doing a great job, like pacing the story. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, I still care at this point. Even though I was very, you know, I don't know, after the whole, you know, uh, what was it called? Return of Wolverine? The um, hunt. Oh, hunt. That's right. This is the return. Yeah. The hunt for Wolverine. I was so let down that I was kind of, I don't know, not feeling this book. I wasn't too excited about know. it. But I don't know. It's been okay so far, you know. Oh, he did use the heat clause also to take a high Yeah, to break through. So there's, you know, use number two. Hmm. So which Precipone seems surprised? Yes, she didn't pho- know that he had this ability. Something's caused it to happen. Yes. Now I believe Souls come out and said it is not the Phoenix Force because mm-hmm. people did start to speculate that okay, is this the Phoenix Force that we saw in the Avengers book? Um, you know, because we did get a Logan possessed by the Phoenix. So, um, but no, he's saying no, it is not. Is he bullshitting? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> like is he a liar? <laughs> He's not gonna spoil his own story. So, um but yeah, no.
1: It's okay. I, I recommend this so far. Hmm. This was the first issue I'd say that felt like a comic book rather than just like this like cinematic movie that I'm watching, you know. Is that a bad thing? Not really. Right now at the moment. Like if it if it continues with those little moments where it's like Oh, I'm just letting it go because, t- you know, whatever. And it's like this: the X-Men making poor decisions.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> it really is kind of like we don't give, whatever. We need our Logan back. Yeah. So we'll deal with it. Um, but he is a weapon and he is someone that you should fear. Mm. You know, if someone's controlling him, that is a scary situation for them. So I can understand why they would need to at least make, you know... We need to figure out what is going on with him, you know, even if it's just them rationalizing wanting their friend back. So, I don't know. Um, and maybe that's just me making an excuse for Laura. I'm surprised that um, <laughs> Laura wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, but who knows? She might be off doing something else. You know, being a, you know, pretending to be a high school gym teacher or something. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh next up we got Ironheart number one
1: yes uh the former star of
0: invincible
1: iron man headlines her own solo series when a group of world leaders is taken hostage by one of spider-man's old foes riri williams will have to step up her game and she'll be stunned when some of uh, when someone from back in sweet home chicago enters her life
0: Wow, they really played up that moment,
1: huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think about this, Christian? For me, I really enjoyed the book mostly because it gave me. It felt the way that they wrote a lot of Miss Marvel.
0: They called her Miss Marvel. Okay. And I like that. I, it felt more like a character. Elaborate place, on that. What, like, do, what does that mean? Like, how are they writing? I, I'm not reading Miss Marvel, you know? Or you know, the like... They,
1: they focus on
0: her Is as Is this a, the current Miss Marvel yes. you're talking about? I'm not okay. talking about Danvers. Okay.
1: Um, you know, they focus a lot on her as a person, as a character, what she's kind of like dealing with as a human being a lot more than just like... Because what they did with that whole moment with the person from Chicago, you know, and her dealing with like this kind of sense of loneliness as she can uh, isolates herself in the lab
0: and everything. I like those elements that they're putting in there. I felt, you know, I... I enjoyed that more than I enjoyed the first half of the book. Really? Yes, I enjoyed the conversation she had on the phone with him because it was really. I felt like I got to get to know her mm. more as a character than I did in that first part of the book. Like, and I, and I, I think it was kind of mapped out that way. Whereas, like, we're getting to kind of know, you know, Riri as like a hero, um, and you know, you know that science part of her brain, and then that you know, we're get to know that, like, lonely, you know, girl with the second half of the book. But I think I just, I think I really felt like the second part of the book resonated more. Hmm. Um, there was just too much, like, tech jargon going back and forth, you know, between, you know, her and, I can't even think of the name of the character right now. It's a Spider-Man villain that's, he was recently uh, with, like, Parker Industries
1: and I have it. I have his name.
0: Clash. Clash. That's right. And he was actually like, on like the road to redemption. So it was interesting to see that you know he kind of reverted back. Um, he had a weak reasoning. Yes. So Yes, Very much so. So like, no one
1: believes so. in me. So I give up.
0: Yeah. Whatever. Hey man, you need someone to believe in you. I guess I don't know. Hmm. But. And I understand that like he was supposed to represent kind of like a dark reflection of Riri, but it just didn't hit home for me at all. Um, and like I said, it was just like it was too much exposition where she was explaining like why she was doing what and how her tech was working and everything. I just I didn't it didn't do anything for me. But if I was gonna get more moments like that conversation on the phone, um, because it did feel like two separate stories almost. I could totally dig that. Like, I need more of that. Um, you know, the action and everything like that. I don't know. It, it was just okay for me. You know, I don't, I, I enjoyed
1: the way she picked apart uh, Clash and everything. I didn't feel like there was. I, I enjoyed the moments where she's like trying to you know talk to the um, world leaders
0: and they are like asking her questions. She's like You're about the opening? Yeah, the opening. I think I enjoyed everything with her without the armor on, because I agree with that. I did enjoy the Mm. opening scene, but then like once it got to her, like you know, going into the building, you know, I don't know if it was a UN or something like that, and trying to say like, I don't know, it was just too much. Like, okay, I'm going to do this, and then well, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to do like I don't know. That did nothing for me, Um, and I felt like it lasted way too long. Uh, But that second half of the story I really dug you know so that will definitely keep me on and you know I want to know more about this character
1: well I think what we're gonna get especially with uh, the reveal at the end was that she was creating an AI system that's kind of like something that can bounce back and forth with her and understand her personality I think what we're gonna get in future action sequences is a lot of that AI personality
0: talking to her and like trying to help her think and I think this that's what the story was missing in the beginning and maybe that was purposeful. You know, Um, and it seems I'm guessing from her reaction that AI has taken the form of her best friend. That was my, you know, that's me speculating because I really don't know that character at all. But just the way she was reacting Mm. to her and everything and the fact that she was kind of telling that story about losing her father and losing her best friend in the beginning of the story, which was a nice get to know you moment because it was shit that I did not know about the character at all. Um, I, I think that's cool. So if they're going to use that as a vehicle to, you know, have that kind of inner monologue going on, I can dig that. So I, I, I like I said, I really dug the second half of the book. Mm. It's just the first half just didn't do much for me at all. Um, you know, tech jargon and everything like that. It's just kind of, it felt flat to me, you know, I dig it when Reed Richards does it for some reason, (laughs) but I don't know, or Tony, if you will, Mm. but it was just too much, um, but anyway, but I, I do I still recommend the book. I still do recommend the book. Um, you know, and I want to see this arc out. So uh, next up, we've got Heroes in Crisis. We're jumping over to DC. The tragedies deepen as more secrets behind the superhero hospital called the Sanctuary are revealed. What compelled Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman to create it in the first place? How was it built? And if the hospital truly is alive via I, AI... sorry. Who or what is the brain of the Sanctuary? Another layer peeled back in the biggest mystery woven through the entire DC universe. I think this was my third favorite book to come out this year. Third favorite book to come out the whole year? Yes. Wow. That's a bold statement. I really enjoyed
1: this issue. Okay. 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 I loved everything that they're... Uh, we start off with uh, Wally West. Uh, Lagoon Boy and Booster Gold pretty much uh, they're doing their introductions kind of for like their interviews that they yes. do. It, it seems like they've it seems like their, their initial interviews. Yeah. Interview uh, Booster Gold's first day. Um, Lagoon's uh, been there for three months and uh, Wally West was there for a week and a half.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you kind of just like you get the start of their story and the panels just go down and you're just kind of following, you know, what they're doing there, what, what they're, what they've experienced, why they're there kind of situation while Wally West is getting, not Wally West,
0: um, Booster Gold is being explained what the facility is for. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Booster Gold's like, you know, basically him entering the room and like, he has any choice, mm. you know, like what this room could be, this room could, be anything like you. Basically, get to choose your therapy, um, and what you need, and he chooses basically to talk to himself. <laughs> I thought that was fantastic, mm-hmm. and like him, basically, you know, battling with himself and arguing with himself, with I think, fit perfectly for that character. Well, he is a
1: character that really truly is alone. Yes, just like going through time and everything.
0: Exactly, exactly. Well, he had he's had like you know big relationships in the past and everything like that, but you know he's a character who's so insecure that he would need to face himself in the mirror. You know, his worst enemy is himself. So it makes perfect sense that he would sit there and, you know, be facing himself in this room. Um, that's what he needed to do. So, um, but then just Wally's whole arc in the book is just so fucking heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to remember at first I was confused because I was like, why oh, is this kid? kid is his kid's dead? Or, this is Kid Flash, so why does he have, you know, children this age? But I was like, oh, but Wally remembers everything Mm -hmm. from the New 52. So he remembers, you know, like, you know, being you know, this version of the Flash, or actually before uh, the New 52, I believe. So he remembers being like this, you know, being the Flash and having a family and everything. And now in this new, you know, world, he doesn't have those things. So, you know, of course he's heartbroken. Of course, you know, he's longing for his family and everything. So, I mean, of course, like, his therapy is being with his family and not being alone. So just watching that whole arc is just devastating. Uh, for
1: me, it was Lagoon Boy. Mm-hmm. You know, having him explain what the trauma he's been through, um, you know, losing his friends, and then also uh, dealing with the blast going mm-hmm. through him and over and over again. That's what he's reliving in this room is getting blasted over. and he's
0: actually counting the blast yes too. which is yes yes nuts.
1: but it's because he feels it all the time rather than yes. what this machine I, I i thought that was beautiful in the way um this book ends mm-hmm. with how it ties into each one of their
0: room sessions and everything and yeah and it being their final mm-hmm. moments because it's really all leading to their final moments except for booster gold um where you know Wally, you know, is seeing Arsenal down, you know, which is one of his only friends, um, and then taken aback by that. So just saying he just didn't want to be alone. And then he gets taken out by a giant mallet. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lagoon Boy gets basically the same wound um, that, you know, he's been reliving over and over again in the sanctuary. But, you know, he his one wish is that, you know, one of these times that he would take it, he would actually laugh and, you know, be able to, like, you know, deal with it finally. But then he takes it and he actually laughs, Mm -hmm. um, even though it is a fatal blow. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was really, like, moving shit. Um, It was well done. It was definitely, you know, the best book of the series so far. Um, I don't know what the hell they're talking about in this blurb (laughs) with the AI and the bird. Like, I don't, they didn't really touch upon that, right? I mean, they kind of, like. Where they're saying, like, who's behind? the yeah, do no know. Like, yeah.
1: I, I, I think that's a mystery.
0: No. Yes, exactly. I feel like they just like, okay, these are kind of plot points. Plug them in here. Um, I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss something. But then, um, <laughs> so what was your take? You see Harley taking out these characters. Um, you know, it's her mallet that takes out, you know, Kid Flash. Takes down Wally. We only see her take out Wally. We mm-hmm. don't know what happened to the young Boy necessarily. Mm-hmm she comes face to face with Booster Gold and she, you know, he, she's like, you're here too? Like, kind of, you know, nonchalantly. Um Although, she claims in the first issue yes. that she watched Booster Gold take out these characters. Um, so, do you feel like now all like arrows are pointing to Harley? Do you feel like it's a, just a big misdirect? I feel... The Arrows do heavily point towards her, mm-hmm.
1: but I'm, I'm still under the assumption that something happens to uh, uh, poison Ivy. and that's what sets off Harley. That's my kind
0: of like overarching yeah. guess at this point. I think this next issue is going to be like through like Harley's point of view. I think we're gonna get like Harley's session or you know something like that, and we're gonna see things through Harley's eyes which is going to be the exact opposite of what just happened. Mm. You're going to see, like, her, like, see Booster Gold, you know, take someone out. Maybe Poison Ivy, you know. Um, so I think the mystery is just slowly kind of, you know, revealing itself at this point. So I don't know. I've really enjoyed this, though. I mean, once again, you know, King is ruling all. So, killing Killing it this year. So, um, but yeah. But let's talk about a book on the other side of the spectrum. (laughs) The DC Universe. We finally have the end of Drowned Earth. Uh, Underlined, finally.
1: Yes. (laughs) Aquaman faces the truth behind Atlantis past and must find a way to reclaim the power of his birthright or watch the floodwaters drown everything he has ever loved. With the world at stake and Justice League on their last sea legs... In their battle against the Ocean Lords, Arthur makes the ultimate sacrifice
0: to return balance to land and sea. Christian, I did not read this book. You want to know why? (laughs) Because I didn't fucking want to. (laughs) I (laughs) thought it was 45 pages long, and I said, screw that.
1: I'm Uh, not reading this. Um, I hit page 24, and I realized we are only halfway through the fucking book. Well, God bless you for <laughs> pulling one out for the team. Cause... Well, David, I didn't know you were going to back out on me so so willingly until I was like already like a third
0: way through the book. And you're like, yeah, I didn't read it. No, I'm not reading that. <laughs> no. Sorry.
1: Why uh... devote
0: that much time just to be upset and frustrated? So Superman's wearing a pirate costume, huh? Yeah, there's special garments that that like allow him... To be safe with the water and to sell toys. Yes, <laughs> that sounds horrible. Um did it all match just... his eye patch? No,
1: That's okay. like it's like cool black suit, but you can still see his Superman
0: s underneath it. Of course. Did he look like the Dread Pirate Robins or whatever? <laughs> Close. Roberts. Yeah, you know, but... I can see that. Okay. All right. I mean, he doesn't so have a know.
1: bandana or anything like. Uh, Batman would have worn it better. <laughs> yes. Um, what we get is. Um, You know, the the trio of Mira, uh, Superman, and Flash are in a corner. Then, of course, um, Aquaman and Wonder Woman come with their magic boats to save the day. Um, And then, basically, he explains to Mira, Hey, these guys aren't that bad, actually. Uh, We need to give them this trident of life. And Mira's like, fuck no. You know, like, Mm. they're, they're killing the Earth. What are you talking about? Um, and we kind of see this theme throughout the book where it's Mira seems to have a much more dark sense of what to do while he has the more positive. And it's because of course she's holding this conch of evil and death on her around her neck. So she's time being time. swayed by this? Yes. Okay. Um it's supposed to be a bigger plot point. If you if you were just reading through the book, you wouldn't have noticed. Oh, it so just it felt like normal Titans, Miro, maybe. I guess. To me, it felt like Mira or any normal fucking person in <laughs> world. Yeah, these
0: fucking ocean <laughs> gods from another planet no, kill them. are running the world and killing everyone or turning them to mer people. It seemed so? like the most
1: logical answer
0: to create
1: this weapon to defeat them.
0: Yes. But Aquaman oh, man trusted them.
1: Um They up this we find out. At the beginning of the book, um, they do another flashback, like they've been doing in a couple of these books, and they kind of explain that the towers in Atlantis were created by Themyscira, and I don't know if this is any other book, but this is news to me, Uh, were created by Themyscira, and they are, like, pointed and stuff, so they're, like, almost like, this rocket shape, um, and they are able to break through any barrier. Uh, um, I don't know if this was explained in a tie-in or anything, but um, the Sea Gods have created this barrier that protects um, their ships from any type of attack, I guess. I don't fucking know. Um, we what have... <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we have Wonder Woman like go down to Atlantis, um, pretty much uh, gets attacked by Tigra, uh, and... But they get saved by Batman. Batman shows up. Because uh, apparently Wonder Woman... This is an interesting fact. Right now, Wonder Woman is the second leader. So whoever is in charge, if that person goes down, the teleporters take you to whoever else is in charge. And I guess Wonder Woman was enlisted as the next in charge. After that makes sense. So that's just something to keep in mind Yeah, down the road. She later. should
0: be the leader. Though, <laughs> I, I, whatever.
1: Um, yeah, you... You have them shoot. Pretty much, Wonder Woman rides a rocket through the barrier. <laughs> literally, straddles a rocket uh-huh. and goes through the fucking barrier.
0: Was it badass? At least
1: it was. <laughs> Batman makes this a lot, like Batman seems to be the voice of reason through most of these books. Like I don't I remember the few one liners he's had throughout these books so far. Uh-huh. But uh, this one, he's like, "Hey, what, do you know what? He, do you know what you're doing right now?" And she's like, "I'm riding a rocket that has no control like options." Uh-huh. I'm just winging it, man. <laughs> Literally, uh, I, I'm I'm not shooting you. That's what they say. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Uh, the main point line is uh, Aquaman is like you know calling out to them, you know, saying, "Hey, I, I want I want to do the right thing here. Can we talk?" And they are not listening. They keep ignoring him. And, These are the
0: ocean gods. Yeah, the ocean
1: gods um, with Manta, with them. Black Manta, and. Um, they're you know they're ready to release this like evil death kraken onto the world because um, they're breaking through the barrier. They're like if anyone breaks through this barrier, we're just gonna drop the death kraken on them and just end it.
0: Even though we turned everyone to
1: mer people anyway. Yes, okay. it's like they're one. Dif- they're so terrified by the um, elixir of like, the tear of extinction. Okay, that they're just like willing to end everything. Okay. Um. Eventually, once they break through, Aquaman, like, this is the last possible chance. Um, Death Deathcracken's already on its way down. He's like, talk to me. I'm, I'm literally, I'm giving you the trident of life. Here you go. And they're like, oh, you're willing to do this even though we're, like, about to kill everyone? <laughs> like, you're willing to give us Even peace? though we're obviously the villains of this story? Yes. Okay. Um, and he's like, yes. And it's kind of like this, like, peaceful moment. And they're like, okay, call back the Kraken. They don't need to deal with this. Um, QI oh. roll, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> There's a point. I, 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 I guess I think I skipped a point. The point that pissed me off the most, which was um, while they're while Aquaman's making these calls, eventually the Kraken slaps their breaks their boat and hits both of them. And at this point, we have had them. Like, shove it into our heads. Even in this book specifically, they're like, whatever the death kraken touches, it's dead. Mm. Nothing can happen. It's called the death kraken. They get hit by the death kraken. So the and dead? they just wake up. Oh. They're not dead. They're just like, are you okay? Are you okay? And Mira has this realization of, you know, I think it's actually this conch that's been making me decide that your plan is wrong. Um, it's influencing me, yeah. And I feel like you still have a little bit of your power in you, and if you can use your power to turn this into a um, positive rather than a negative, what? <laughs> everything will be great, oh, um, oh. and we can call out and give them our dream message, like because that's this oh, is. Oh my listen, god! Man, I'm getting there. You're not paraphrasing. I'm not fucking <laughs> paraphrasing. <laughs> And you know, Aquaman's like, I don't think I can do it. I don't have enough power. And she's like, just Believe think- in yourself. Yes, be- not not just that. Believe in your friends. Believe in the oh, team. Oh, God. And then all of a sudden, all the team members are like, do you feel that weird tingling on the back of your neck? Like, there's some type of... I think, life force going through all of us. Oh, my God. And and then all of a sudden he's like, yes, I can do it. And he you changes it. you got the it. touch. It's <laughs> you got the power. I was like, am I oh, reading no. metal all over again right now? Because this is all being explained to on the page. Of so. course it is. So it's all exposition.
0: Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> it's... Like five hundred words per panel. I'm yes. sure. Knowing Sny- Snyder, so
1: much going on, so many panels of just uh, dialogue oh, and everything. God. Um. Fucking. So they they offer all this life shit to the people, <laughs> and they're like, okay, we. This is great. We can. We go, believe now. We can go help our worlds and everything. And Black Manta's like, fuck that. He kills the leader of Good. the Ocean Gods. Good. Immediately. I'm with Black
0: Manta now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So and this he, is
0: all just one big miscommunication. Yes. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Oh my
1: gosh. Oh, uh, Miro sends um, her dream... Literally puts it up to her head and sends a beacon of her dreams and that's what gets their attention. Uh, that's what? That's uh, why they first started listening to Aquaman. A beacon of her dreams? Yes, of what she thinks the world should be like. Oh my and, God.
0: Uh, and, there's, and of course she's explaining everything it's not just like images cheesy bullshit yes so where is the world left after this oh everything's fine so everyone just turned back is there a scene with everyone turning back um no
1: it uh it goes three days later
0: oh and then three days
1: only three days yes (laughs) and everything's back to normal everything's you know back to normal they're probably just yeah. they got one hell of
0: a sewer system that they're (laughs) i mean the the world (laughs) drowned right yes
1: (laughs) Um, the only big thing that happens at the end of this is, um...
0: I can't clear up my basement when it floods in three days. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Three days?
1: I know. I have, to, I have to clean up the end, man. I have to... Okay, have to go for it. For it um, I guess. The Death Kraken couldn't... So, uh, Black Panther, when he kills the leader, um, he takes, um, his crown, and he assumes that the crown will be able to control the Death Kraken, so now he's, like, all-powerful and he has the Kraken and everything. Okay. Lex Luthor's in his ear saying, hey, just come back. We have all the shit we need. Let's go. Let's move on. And Black Manta ignores him. He's like, no. This is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to fucking rule and kill all these people right now. Yeah. Lex's like, no, no, come back. This is not part of the plan and everything. Uh, Black Manta says this coy line, like, I I think you're breaking up, Lex. And then uh, he starts doing his own plan. Um, one of the sea Gods explains... Big surprise, right? Yeah. One of the sea Gods explains, Hey, you don't actually have any control over that. That was just the guy you killed. No. Nah. Who's been training them the whole time.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and he's like, So I just killed everyone on, on the planet by accident? And so the Death dragon keeps coming down, and Aquaman realizes, You know, I imbued the power of life. Oh, they, the Sea Gods gave him that. So he's able to protect yes. one from the Death Kraken. Yes, but what uh, the way he does it is he gets in a spaceship ship, and he flies himself right into the Kraken, and everything, and then that's how it ends. It looks like he
0: sacrificed himself. Like looks Jesus like he
1: sacrificed Christ. himself. <laughs> the next page is literally three days later. It's now he's fine. He goes in, and that's it. Uh, no, um, he is probably somewhere out in the universe. Oh. So that's where we're left off with this story. Is, um, the world is back to normal, but Aquaman is missing. Okay. Um, Wonder Woman is assuming that he's still alive because she can still feel the life force going through the her own tingle. Yeah. The okay. tingle and everything. Okay. And, yeah. So they're assuming that, and they show a panel of him,
0: um, washing up on a shore. But we don't know where. Where. What. What shore. Yeah. What planet. Mm-hmm. Man, I wish you didn't read this book, man. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been fine without knowing
1: any of that shit. Oh my god! Are you are you excited for the next arc? The well, next big one? So what's happening with the next arc? The next arc, of what they've advertised at least in a couple of DC books, I both these books that we just read was a uh, fucking Hawkman world shit. No,
0: I'm not it. A- Excited for that.
1: Uh, especially after this. I'm like, no. so this this is the type of book that makes me just want to cut Justice League completely. Oh. Uh, at this
0: point. That's really disappointing, man. That just sounds like a fucking bunch of cheesy bullshit. Like, it's <laughs> the exact opposite of what I want from this comic. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it made me appreciate Middle more. Wow. And I. That same you know, That disappointed lot. me so much. Yes. Yes, but the, like once again, those first like two three issues, I mean, they were good, but after that, you know, and even some of the tie-ins, but yeah, no, the, none of this did anything for me. You know, from the first page of the first book to you know, I did crack this open, you know, and read the first page, I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I know how this is gonna end. I mean, I didn't know it was gonna be that much of a shit show. But I was like, no, I'm not going to enjoy a second of this. And I'm just going to, like, kill myself for wasting the time reading this. So I just... I I, took, like, three breaks, man. I (laughs) like, walked around. (laughs) Well, I told you, the last one, I kept on... I fell asleep twice Mm -hmm. during the story. So, and that's bad, you know. Um, Man, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be hard to, you know, I mean, really just redeem itself. You know, the Justice League book, at least, for me. Um, after this it's uh, it's too bad because i was actually kind of enjoying it before this whole arc um you know and i don't know i mean if they just give me more legion of doom you Mm. know for the next you know couple. we are getting a legion of doom book like like literally next week oh are we today so oh okay okay where it's just solely focused on the legion of doom okay so maybe they'll win me back but mm. I don't know. I, I don't give a shit about Hawkman either. I really don't. So.
1: I it don't. seems like the logical next step. Like, that's the next character, you know, you explore more of. Yeah, no, I, I get, get it. More.
0: I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Hawkman, I, I actually enjoy Hawk Girl more, hmm. but... Well, I, I'm assuming it's a Hawk Girl story because that's... Yes, where you live but in I memory. feel like they're gonna... Just everything, you know, the way Metal ended and everything like that and... I don't need more of that story. And that's where I feel like they're going to oh, go. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. There are so many, like, hey,
1: make sure you have red metal, like, little bubbles. Oh, God.
0: Okay. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Go. I'll try. I am
1: interested. Uh, what else came out today was uh, Martian Manhunter number one. I am interested in that. I might start picking that up. Where was Martian Manhunter during this? Um, he was fish manned. You know, he was turned into a fish, I believe. And oh, was he? Yeah. There's okay. um, when he as soon as Aquaman gets his powers back, um, he also he calls all the fish Justice League to help. <laughs>
0: that sentence is ridiculous. And <laughs> the fish. Justice I also League. thought that at the beginning. So not only has Snyder given us a chimp Justice League, but now he's given us a fish Justice League. Yes, it was all the Justice League members that have been turned into
1: fish. For. Awesome. Thank you, Snyder. What the fuck happened, man? I don't know. Uh, I thought at the beginning of this storyline, he explained that he couldn't control these fish.
0: Oh, Aquaman. Yeah, but he I didn't believe in thing. himself at that point. Now he believes in himself. Yeah, that's all it takes. You're for right, shame. man. You're right. <laughs> that's the message that we're going for here. Oh, goddamn! Alright, well, let's move on to Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on to wrestling. Alright. Check out the Raw Opinion Podcast
1: on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever else you find a great
0: podcast.
1: Dude, dude, why are you doing that voice? Just say, hey, come listen to Roy, Aaron, and Will on the Raw Opinion Podcast for last football bets and shit talking. We're three friends in North Central Texas sitting around a poker table talking bro science and giving Raw Opinions.
0: Well, yeah. Now accessing wrestling. Um. So, this week's episode wasn't as bad as last week's episode. Yeah. Um. You know. Uh. It was the lowest rated episode ever, though. That being said, but I feel like that's due to how much last episode sucked. I think people literally decided not to watch this week, mm. um, which tells you, goddamn, that was a horrible episode for all. Um, This was a lot less Corbin, you know, centric. I mean, he was still like, you know, the main storyline, but the focus wasn't solely on him and his character or lack of, if you will. Um, This started off in an actual nice way where they started off with Ronda Rousey um, and Natalia, like challenging I believe it was, oh, it was uh, Naya and uh, Tamiya to a match. So it looks like you're going to actually like start off with wrestling. Crazy, right? Mm. Um, this soon breaks up right away, though, um, when you have the Riot Squad take out Natalia. So then you have a big brawl happen, and then um, Rhonda has to find herself a partner by the end of the night. So I don't know. I dug it. I mean, it. It was something different, at least. It wasn't just people standing in the middle of the ring talking. Um, You know, there was some action to it. So um, you also... Then, for some reason, and I I don't understand this, we started to go into another Q&A segment with uh, Sasha and Bailey, um, ran by Alexa Bliss. Even though last episode... That resulted in Sasha and Bailey getting jumped. So for some reason, they agreed to this again. Um, the only thing that came out of this that was remotely interesting was the fact that they finally, like, actually teased the uh, women's tag titles. Um, you know, they said that that that's their goal, to be the tag team t- champions. Um, they mentioned Lita and um, Trish. You know, facing them at WrestleMania, so I'm sure that's going to end up happening. It
1: is their heroes. Yes. It's literally,
0: they're... That's fine. That's fine. Um But at the same time, I want to see a nice tag team tournament. I just don't want it to be like, oh, we've got tag titles, mm-hmm. and now you have to wrestle Trish and Lita to win them. You know, give me, like, tag teams. Let's have a whole tournament. Um, let's do this right and make these belts You're actually mean man, something. Oh, I know. I know. That's way too much thought process to be put into this angle. So, but whatever. At least they're going to have something else to wrestle for. And we hopefully won't be getting all these fucking just, you know, six women tag matches, you know, every night. You know, or the only storyline that matters is, you know, the title storyline. So, um, hopefully, you know. This is sooner than later, and it's not something where, you know, we have to wait for WrestleMania to see. So, um, next, oh, they ended up being, the women did all come out, all the heels did come out and try to attack them, but Alexa did stop them and then set up a tag match, and uh, Sasha and Bayley did prevail, and Alexa actually sat there and clapped for them, so. She's obviously just trying to fool them. There was, a, there was a rumor out there that Alexa's been cleared to wrestle again, but then today they're saying no that's not the case. It's just assumed that she will be actually cleared to wrestle. Um let's see, what else do we have? Oh, Dolph Ziggler's a face now. It was Drew McIntyre Appreciation Night. Um so he was in the middle of the ring, and you had Baron Corbin presenting him with a medal. And they showed a little highlight package of, you know, how Drew has been helping Baron, um, you know, take control of Raw, basically. Um, And all of a sudden Dolph Ziggler's music hit and said, hey, I noticed during your package, I wasn't in one shot. Um, You know, I thought we were a team. What the hell's going on? You know, we've done this together. Um, And, you know, Drew basically put Dolph down, said that you need to be a certain height to be invited to this party. Said he basically didn't need him anymore. Um, they got in a little scuffle and they set up a match um, for that. Night. So it, Dolph is a face all of a sudden. Which, fine, whatever. They need faces at this point. They're, they're not many at all. So, uh, but yeah. So you uh, had a match going on. It was a good match. Uh, Finn ended up helping out Dolph and Dolph actually got the win. So, um, yay Dolph. So and this is just setting up a match between uh, Drew and Finn are facing each other at TLC. Okay. So that is going to happen. And Finn throughout the night was like helping out the the faces basically. He helped out Elias um against Bobby Lashley um and there was a few other moments where he kind of helped out. He but is then, the night. Yes, but then <laughs> Drew, <laughs> Finn's kind of bragging about it backstage, and Drew just comes out of nowhere and fucking just beats the shit out of him. <laughs> So, um, I don't know. It's going to be a good match. You know, so I'm excited for that. Um, I, I, I don't see Finn winning, though. You know, I feel like this is all just building Drew right now, which, I mean, I'm happy for Drew. It just sucks for Finn. So, um, but, yeah, you had a whole little, like, segment where uh, Rhino and uh, Heath Slater are, like, basically, you know, talking to Baron Corbin. Um, just trying to get on the show. It seems like, um, you know, he said, you know, we don't have room for both of you guys, so you have to fight for your job. Basically, um, Keith ends up winning a very quick match against Rhino, um, and you know, Rhino supposedly has been fired. Um, I guess during break you had Rhino do a little retirement speech to the fans, but then people are online saying, no, he's actually part of the next tour, so that's all bullshit just weird that they would if he was going to give a little speech like that though mm-hmm. like why would you do it off camera if it was part of the angle so i don't maybe he is retiring maybe the tour is kind of like his small song West. i don't know i don't know so it's curious i mean the guy's had hell of a career if it is true so um it just sucks that he's kind of going out this way i guess um Heath goes backstage baron kondrat congratulates him and then tells him to go get his new uniform or like here's your new uniform and it's a rough shirt so it seems like yeah Heath is going to be you know still on raw but he's going to be working as a referee now um you know hijinks will ensue hmm. i mean Heath tends to make these you know shitty you know uh scenarios that he's put into and he turns them into gold so i mean i'm glad that he's getting tv time again uh, even if he's, like, the referee who, like, undermines, you know, Baron. If that's, like, kind of the angle that they're playing up here. So, I mean, I think I was t- I was saying that I could see him doing, like, a fast count. Like, somehow mm. he becomes the ref between, like, you know, Baron and Braun or something like that. And he screws Baron over. So, I'd be for that. but uh, And that match
1: isn't until uh,
0: Royal Rumble, right? No, that is supposed to be at TLC. But now that Braun is injured, they're saying, oh, he's not going to be able to show up, I believe. So the Rumble match is supposed to be Braun versus Lesnar. Uh, so, but yes, yeah, so, but yeah, since uh, Team Raw won at Survivor Series, he was supposed to actually fight Corbin at TLC and get his hands on him. But unfortunately, he was injured by him. So he supposedly, quote unquote, is not going to be able to face him. And then Braun should just win. Um, by DQ or by um, you no know, contest, which would make Baron to another uh, stipulation that they threw in last minute was that if Baron wins, he becomes the true GM of Raw. So, obviously, Braun's gonna show up because even one arm, he's he just mm. fucking power slam, you know. <laughs> so, um, but whatever, um, you know, sometimes predictable is okay because whatever <laughs> gets us less Baron Corbin, I'm okay with. So um, then, all of a sudden, bootleg Bane showed up and attacked Seth Rollins. <laughs> um, in a very strange segment, we had a siren go off, and all of a sudden, this like small unit of guys with gas masks, you know, marched onto stage, and then all of a sudden, Dean Ambrose came out, but he was in a very poorly um, made Bane cosplay. Um it was bad. It just it was very sad. Like I was like, "Really? Like, I mean, did you just decide to do this today? Because it feels like you could have like put something better together by just ordering off of Amazon. They have
1: a team for
0: Yes, this. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. It, it didn't make any sense. It definitely felt like, like I said, bootleg thing. Mm. Like, it just, he like, even tried to talk, like, do part of his promo with the mask on. Um, I guess it's just because he doesn't want to breathe the same air as the fans now. This is kind of his new gimmick, you know. Um, I don't know who these other people were who were with him. Seth came out, beat them. You know, they were all attacking him. But then, you know, Seth prevailed. The crowd was really into Seth, though, which was nice to see. It was probably one of his biggest pops in a while. Mm -hmm. So I was happy about that, um, especially since it seems like they're going to be, like, building Seth up now, um, you know, for possibly main events in WrestleMania, which, you know, is what I've been been calling for, Mm -hmm. um, you know, since last WrestleMania so I'm on board for that if he has to go through fucking bootleg bang to do it you know whatever but I'm disappointed with what they're doing with you know Dean here mm. um, and I understand that you can't have him just be this like quiet fucking badass that he's kind of been in, in the beginning of this because I feel like people are going to end up you know cheering for Dean but I feel like they could have been a little more creative with yes. this um, it just feels so, I don't know, juvenile, you know, it just feels like a cartoon version of what a heel should be. Mm. Yeah. You know, just saying everyone smells and they got cooties. Like it just seems ridiculous. Um, you know, like, I I guess, you know, if he wants to, like, oh, he's got OCD or he can't handle, like, he's a germaphobe or something like
1: that. Oh, I just can't take it seriously. Yeah,
0: it, it's hard. It's really hard to take it seriously. I feel like he's got enough motivation to hate Seth without this bullshit. Mm-hmm. you know. And then they keep on putting Renee Young into this weird spot where, like, afterwards, like, Renee, what can you tell me? And it's like, okay, you know, where's this going? That's not going to lead to anything and. it, it Just makes her character look stupid, you know, and it makes it weird for her to be like, and you're you're basically drawing spotlight on the fact that, you know, she's doing commentary and talking about her husband, who's a heel, you know, and acting completely insane, you know, but like sitting there, not like freaking out about everything that's going on right now so it's just really what is she saying is she just saying that's my husband she's not (laughs) saying that she's like trying to talk about it like it's someone else that's not her husband but then Corey Graves keeps on bringing up at the end of the segment that what can you tell us what the hell's going on can you give us some insight you know on what's happening and you know what's his thinking and she just you know you know how dare you ask me you know what's between a man and a woman you know husband and wife it's their business blah 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 it's just awkward and weird um you know, something the old band probably gets off on. It just, I don't get it. You know, it's not helping her as a commentator right no. now, especially her rookie year. So, um, but that was pretty much it. Um, the show closed with Rhonda teaming up with Ember Moon and going over on Nia Jax and Tamina. So, uh, Ember's uh, husband.
1: I posted on Twitter. Make sure you don't hurt my wife this time.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow.
1: Uh, he quickly deleted that though. Yeah. It doesn't want to get. Under <laughs> I'm trouble. sure. I'm
0: sure. He was like, "I can't get heat." Up. I'm sure his wife probably contacted and mm. said, oh, "You're going to get me a lot of heat. Please don't do that." Uh, but yeah, right. Um. Goddamn. Yeah. It's they do. I mean, honestly, I mean, Rhonda's the crown jewel for them right now. So they are running risk. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering if like after this and this is supposed to be a quick angle, you know, Nia is supposed to be more of like a speed bump. Um, if they end up like, you know, hey, you need to go down to, you know, NXT and get some more training. Like, you know, you know, take her off camera for a little bit. You know, I'm not saying actually show up on the show, but you know, have her at the performance mm-hmm. at the, you know, center and actually like, you know, working on a few things, like not killing people in the fucking ring. Um, you know, cause God damn, you know, and I, uh, one of the stories that came out, I was talking to you about it off mic was actually, this was supposed to be like Natalia's, Natalia's program right now, like that she was supposed to turn. And then unfortunately her dad passed away and they felt like they really couldn't turn her. Um, so it's unfortunate, you know, and now she's injured and, you know, she's had to be written off, you know, the story. And that's why the right squad mm-hmm. attacked her and everything. So, um, you know it's just unfortunate it really is so because she really was building towards that storyline we were speculating I think was it SummerSlam where we thought she was going to turn I was like she's going to turn she's going to turn it felt like it was coming and just you know everything just happened and just you know I don't know put a stop to it she was being a shitty friend (laughs) well yeah where she she was kind of standing there watching her get her ass handed to her at times yeah yeah, there was all those seeds being planted, and then nothing could come of it because of what happened. So, you know, whatever. Um, but okay, so SmackDown was a good show. I enjoyed SmackDown a lot. Uh, it opened up with a contract signing between uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Asuka. Um, it was a nice moment, a good back and forth between it. You know, um, you know, Charlotte. Charlotte was getting cheers. She was, you know, people are getting into her character and everything. It does feel like she's kind of stealing some of you know Becky's glory right now, but the fans were definitely hundred percent behind Becky, which right. was good to see, and they loved Oscar too at the same time. So it was weird. <laughs> um, I don't know who the heel is, uh, but uh it's three people they that did want to see fights. So. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really excited for this match. Um, you know, like this to me, this is the main event here. You know, I I really I, I really do hope they close out the show with this. They won't, but. I would love to see this close the show, especially fucking a TLC match mm-hmm. too. The title's gonna be, you know, they're gonna have to use a ladder to get to it. It's gonna be hanging above the ring and everything. It's gonna be a fun match. Um, and something we haven't seen before. This is the first women's TLC match. So that's pretty awesome. Um I'm I'm curious to see where they go with this. Um, you know, they all point at like, you know, Charlotte, of course, pointed out that she beat Asuka. Um, but then Asuka point out that Becky has never beaten her before. So, um, they ended up going to like a tag match, you know, where like Charlotte and, uh, Asuka are facing against Mandy Rose and, uh, Sonia. They came out and interrupted everything. Um, you know, of course, both of them turn on each other quickly. You know, there's miscommunication. Charlotte, I think, accidentally hits Asuka. Accidentally. You know, it looked like it was on purpose. But then Asuka just fucking kicks Charlotte in the face. Um, so um, it was predictable, but it was fun at the same time. And then they are booked for a match next week, correct? Next week, they will be facing each other. Which I
1: would so love it to see Asuka win.
0: I think she will. I think they want you to believe that Asuka has a mm. chance of winning that title. So I think they would actually, they, I could see Asuka going over here. they got to build her a little more, you know. I know she won the little battle royal, but I think they need to mm-hmm. give her this win here. So. I mean, was Sonia Deville really going to win? Huh?
1: Was Sonya Deville really going to win? You know
0: what? They've been building Sonya a little here and there lately. They're kind of trying to make her more of a threat. Um, I'm not buying it, though, mm-hmm. since you have actual like UFC fighters now. On the roster. or tearing it's, through people. Yes. and So it's hard to take her seriously. Mm. Uh, which is unfortunate because I think she's a decent worker. You know? Um, it's just the gimmick's not doing her any favors right now. So um, she just looks kind of silly, like throwing her little combos out there and everything. So maybe they need to just repackage her. But um, anyway, so we got a triple threat tag team match between... Um, three teams that we've seen fight each other for the last, I don't know, decade, it feels like. Mm. The Usos, uh, New Day, and uh, The Bar. So it was a good match, though. I, I enjoyed it. You know, it was okay. It was fun. You know, it's, That's good. You know, yeah. it was okay. Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't a tag team match. It was actually uh, just individuals from different oh, the okay. different teams. So... Um, are, are you excited for the rap battle? <laughs> no. No, <not. laughs> I'm sure it'll be entertaining, but yeah, uh, New Day was doing commentating again. And, you know, uh, they took out the pancakes. Um, Sheamus did and It's, it was a bunch of ridiculousness, but it was a fun match. Did they have and, their own, um, table? Here? Yes, of course. Okay. Of course they did. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't they? Um, it was fun though. And those guys know each other like the back of their hands now. Mm. So, I mean, they just, they could put on a good match no matter what. So it was entertaining. They got enough time. Um, Rusev, uh, is out for Nakamura and Nakamura was nowhere to be found, but Rusev got to cut a little promo, got some TV time. I'm okay with it. Um, then we got a little package for Lars Sullivan. Um, there, and this actually happened on Raw too. They're really hyping him up as like the, you know, the biggest free agent of all time, which is okay. Sure. Um, it reminds me of Bam Bam Bigelow back in the 80s when, you know, he was out there, you know, and teasing, like, trying to find a manager and shit like that. Um, you know, they're talking about, like, how big he is and what a badass he is. And I, I think his new moniker is going to be The Freak, it sounds like. You know, whatever. Um, I'm sure they'll ruin him oh, okay. quickly. quickly. Uh, but if they keep him as just a monster and he's just demolishing people, it could be fun. Um, is there don't... a projected date for his arrival? No. No, they're going to keep you guessing. I, think I could see it be like the Rumble or something yeah. like that. Um, you got a cool segment. You got a Miz TV. Um, and this was interesting because you had Daniel Bryan out there as the new Daniel Bryan uh, talking to Miz. And they're both working heel. So Daniel Bryan's doing his shtick and he's doing very well. He's getting tons of heat. I'm enjoying the character change. But then you've got Miz trying to take credit for, you know, Daniel Bryan, you know, being heel. You're like, you finally listen to mm-hmm. me. You know, winning's all that matter. You know, win at all costs. Who cares if you have to cheat a little, you know? And Daniel Bryan's kind of, like, refusing to, like, give him credit and everything like that. Um, he's taunting the crowd. Um, he does a great—he has a great moment where he takes off the plates from the belt. And throws them down, you know, the plates that say yes, mm. yes, you know, you know. once again signifying that the which yes movement sense. is dead. Um, so he's actually holding the belt up without the plates on it, which was pretty badass. Um, you know, it sounds like it's an idea that they stole from Taz. There's a nice <laughs> little clip that someone put together on YouTube. I guess Taz suggested it like a week or two ago. Yeah. And it's literally like word for word what happens, um, which is pretty crazy. But, um, you know, hey. It's a good idea. So, uh, maybe Taz is in line for a job as a writer. <laughs> SmackDown. He wouldn't, he wouldn't take it. Um, but, <laughs> but it was, it was a, it was a really nice segment. So, uh, AJ Styles comes out, interrupts those two. Um, and then, oh, one aspect that I hated was the fact that they're trying to use like, brian's like belief in like you know protecting the environment Mm -hmm. and you know him being a vegan as part of his heel persona i was like well not all your fucking wrestling (laughs) fans are like climate change Mm -hmm. denier rednecks like this isn't going to necessarily resonate you know with all of your you know wrestling fans maybe most of them but you know not least with me (laughs) oh god I could totally see that. Uh, um, but it was still well done. He's killing it with it with this new persona and everything like that. And it is pure heel work. There's no tweener status going on here. He is working for heat and he's getting it. So uh, AJ Styles came out. Um, him and Daniel Bryan get into it. And the Miz attacks AJ and is helping Daniel Bryan out. It was weird. Um, you know, it seemed like Dan O'Brien was kind of taken aback by it. Um, and then uh, they end up um, having to face each other um, in a match. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the main event of the show. Um, uh, before that, you have Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy for the millionth time. <laughs> Still a decent match. Um, Samojo so interrupts him on the Titantron and he's uh, serving drinks at a bar. Um, he's tending bar, if you will. And just kind of, you know, distracting Jeff uh, Jeff Hardy, and then Orton won, gets the best of them, you know, RKO, and you, you know what happens mm. here. Um, it was funny, but at the same time, I still don't understand Samoa Joe's motivation at all. <laughs> um, you he know. can drink, Jeff Hardy can <laughs> And he doesn't like that for some reason. So, yeah, I guess. So, but yeah... Uh, but then and then and then Orton's supposed to be. I I don't know what happened to Rey Mysterio. He was not here tonight at all, so um he didn't make the show. But he's still feuding with Randy Orton. Um Orton still carrying around his mask. But uh to the main event, Miz and AJ had a very good match. Solid work. Um AJ ends up getting the best of them. Um but then Daniel O'Brien pounces and he is fucking vicious. I mean, I love this version of Daniel Bryan. This is kind of what we saw in the beginning when he first came back, Mm -hmm. you know, this kind of vicious streak. Um, You know, they're really like, you know, pushing him as kind of like a shooter type character. Um, He puts him in this heel hook and it's just AJ is flailing around in pain right off the bat. And he's selling it really well and getting Daniel over by the way he's reacting. But it's such a vicious-looking hold. It's great. I would be fine with it being his new uh, finisher, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Daniel O'Brien does the fucking the stomp to the head where he like holds both of AJ's um, arms and just viciously stops out his fucking skull. And it just looks horrifying. You know, with everything we know about concussions and everything. Mm. Um, cause it's like, man, they cannot. There's no way that can feel good. You know, I don't care. Yeah. There's only one way to find out. Dude. No, well, yeah. let me try it on you right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your hands, Christian. No,
1: no, no. So,
0: um, I know they're trained professionals, but that still has to hurt. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was an awesome way to end, uh, SmackDown. It was a good, it was a good damn show. It really was. Um, everything clicked. Everything worked. Much better than Raw. Much better than Raw. So,
1: just Raw. I, I'm gonna imagine Raw's gonna have some like bomb show tomorrow. Uh, next week. Bomb as in good. Oh, okay. Okay. Because they have to bring in someone right now. They have to bring in some type of ratings to boot. You You think you would want to go into your pay per view, especially a pay per view that isn't considered one of the like big four, with at least some good positive energy behind it.
0: You would hope so. But part of me thinks they don't give a shit. So, um, this... Although, that being said, it felt like Raw was trying. Like, they Mm. heard all the groans, you know, nationwide. They heard... They saw all the articles written, all the podcasts talking about how this is... Have you seen the
1: gif of the guy who reacts
0: to Lucha... um, House party coming up. Oh, I didn't even
1: mention how horrible
0: that is. But anyway, go <laughs> I try to black that out. No, I have not seen. Oh, that. it's just it's been bouncing all over the internet. It's just really it's just like, yes, it's, it's the music it's hits. horrible. It's horrible. I don't understand it at all. But anyway, um, yeah, I totally, I totally brushed over that and the whole Bobby Roode um, and AOA whatever because it's just bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's lower card bullshit. Um. And it feels like it's written by a second grader. But anyway, it felt like this was a direct answer to like how Raw was perceived last week. Um, and then especially getting the ratings for this week's shows, maybe they will up their game a little more. I hope so, at least. So, um, But I, like I said, I liked that the women's division on both shows were like, it felt like the main focus of both shows. It felt like... No, this this these are the top storylines on both shows mm. and it felt natural. Didn't feel like it was a big deal, didn't feel like they were trying to force it. It felt like no, they deserve to be the top storylines, you know. So I will say that they're you know, more so on Smackdown, but they're booking those well right now. That's so it's good. it's refreshing at least. And hopefully like once again, I would love to see it lead to like a main event at WrestleMania, you know. I could definitely see Becky and Ronda would be nice, you know, main eventing. So, I, I, mean, th- I don't see it happening, but it would be nice. I don't know, man. This might be the year. This mm-hmm. might be the year. So, they'll but, definitely make a if it. Oh, happens. absolutely! Absolutely. I mean, that's probably the matchup I'm most interested in, honestly, right now. So, all right, man. Uh, that's gonna do it for this week. Yes, that's gonna do it. So, uh, before we go, we got a couple shout outs. Um, uh, just podcasts that we think you should be listening to. Um, First up, The Video Store, um, a movie podcast that attempts to revive the feeling of a video store by suggesting movies and shows each week. Um, And this is formerly a podcast known as Bitching About Movies. Give them a listen. Um, Next up is Our True Crime Podcast, Lifelong Best Friends Bring their candid, sometimes funny observations on true car- crime cases. Um, go ahead and give them a listen. To It's one of my favorite true crimes podcasts right now. Um, and there's a lot of true crime podcasts, but this is definitely one that you should check out. Um, and I'm not going to tell you what formats these are, forums, these podcasts are on because they're on all the yes, yes, you know, all the platforms that you find podcasts. Um, but anyway, uh, Murderous Minors podcast is up next. I'm talking about more true crimes. Um, this is a uh, true crime podcast uh, with stories about killer kids. Do not listen to this podcast before you go to sleep at night. It will give you nightmares.
1: Or if you work
0: with children. Yes. <laughs> Definitely a well-done podcast. Super creepy. All right. Uh, Last but not least is Glenn Think Stuff podcast. Uh, I talk about a wide range of subjects. Uh, Sometimes I tell a funny story, and other times I may talk about more serious subject matter. Uh, This podcast is all over the place, but it is super entertaining. I highly recommend it. So go ahead and give them a listen.
1: Yes, and if that's not enough for you, we, of course, have DCP. That's Drama City Productions Network. Uh, That's the network that we're a part of, Dave. That's right. Yes, Uh, They have also a wide range of topics and different uh, podcasts for you to check out. So definitely go onto the website, check out each pod, check us out even more, because we're on there as well. And we're on every other platform that's out there, right, David? We're on Podbean, we're on iTunes, we're on a whole shit ton more. So definitely come check out. Spotify. Spotify. And while
0: you're there, go ahead, uh, give us a review. You know, rate us, subscribe, please. We need those subscriptions, okay? Helps us keep going. Uh,
1: If you want to get in touch with us, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. You know, chat with us, get in there. Um, I just created a Discord for us for uh, whenever we do anything live or um, if we want to do live reactions to pay-per-views or whatever, I'll be on there. Neat. Okay. (laughs) This is news to me. Okay. Cool. so pretty much when I do um, live streams, sometimes we get a little bit of uh, issues with, you know, Facebook. And, yeah, you know, yeah. Facebook so now, now there's a simple way. And that's right. We do uh, live streams as well on all the fucking platforms. That's right. I haven't figured out how to connect YouTube. So we're all good. <laughs> we're all caught up we're
0: we're tech all right what are we listening to right now in the background well we're listening to them guilty aces that's right a chicago rockabilly band go ahead head over to itunes if you like what you're hearing download their music um and if you live in the chicagoland area come and check out a show they're always touring they're always playing
1: and you can also check out our intro music by greg brebner he is on um,
0: Instagram, and he is on SoundCloud. That's right. That's right. He just had a new track drop recently, so why we'll check it out. Yes. Uh, and that's going to do it for the show. That's going to do
1: it for this week. All right. My name's Christian. And my name's David. And that's The Amazing Nation.
0: This has been a Drama City production. Little pigs. Little pigs. Let me come oh, in. Not by the hair on your chinny chin chin. Then I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house in. Ah! Ah!